0: Shri Raji Kapal ki jai, Shri Gau jai, Gauri Vashna Guru Parampara ki jai, Gaur Bhakti Vrindha jai, Gaur Premananda Good evening. <coughs> Where's Shama? Oh, glasses. I've seen the glass. Glasses. Feeling a little sick? too. Better. Better oh good good. Okay. how are you? Tomorrow you leaving? Okay. Well, we will miss you. Works like that. from where I'm writing. I actually finished the chapter um, that I was working on. And this is unedited uh, material. Uh, So I'll just read a little and see if it uh, gives rise to any comments, further explanations. It's a fairly elevated uh, subject matter. And... um, so it may be relative to your um, acquaintance uh, with the material, hard to catch all that's there, but I've um, heard in the past a good example to help us in this regard, and um that is, that uh, it is said that if someone has dysentery, which is fairly common in India, at least it was. Uh, thank you. And then, of course, it. Uh, adversely affects one's appetite and one's ability to hold anything down if they, if they should eat and so sometimes in such cases that are extreme the Ayurvedic physician will uh, give as medicine a tablespoon of ghee which is perhaps the richest food you could, you could uh, come up with and therefore understandably the hardest to digest and so it's a it's a given that that it won't stay down. But at the same time, ghee is thought to be very uh, powerful, condensed um, form of uh, nutrition. And so a little bit will stick, hmm? and then you start to build strength from there. You couldn't keep anything down, so take something very rich. You can't keep it down, but a little bit will stay. So, similarly with uh, more elevated topics, uh, Leela narratives and so forth of, of any uh, of the Brudge nature, um, which as we know are um, revealed to us, described to us from our, um, our charges in poetic language which is full of nuance and layered with implication meaning and so on and so forth it's uh, it's often very indirect it's the kind of language that Krishna says in the Bhagavad. he likes often Parukshabad where there's um, say one thing often and it, it means another thing for those who have the ears to listen and so forth so um, <laughs> Point being only that if you don't catch it all, don't worry about it. <laughs> it will catch you. It will create a good uh, Bhakti scar for you. This section of the uh, chapter. The chapter is the uh, begins with the the kasur having been slain in the previous chapter. That being story being told and ended, and now the turn. The journey homeward, on the uh, celebratory journey of the cowherds homeward, doing nam guna lila kirtan, dancing, playing instruments, clapping their hands, and the cows jumping. Cows were particularly elated on this occasion, given that um, some miscreants in the form of hooved creatures. had been dealt with. That were giving their their genre genre <laughs> uh, a bad name, so to speak. Uh, of course, the cows are two two-toed, and the uh, mules, in this case, are one-toed, or odd-toed, odd-toed ungulates. They're called. Um, but nonetheless, the hooved animals, and so they have something in common. And, and um, in, incidentally, and as, as an aside, when it was determined in the previous chapter that Ram would go along with Krishna and the coward boys, uh, I mean, they wanted to go, but they would not go without the leadership of of Ram and Krishna. It's a beautiful, uh, very uh, beautiful section, their interaction um, and their efforts to bring Ram's uh, strength out, and his his, uh, his ego for uh, ex- uh, demonstrating his prowess and so forth. Um, but uh, when it was decided that yes, they would go, then um, the cows were 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 left behind, hmm. um, and then they were rounded up afterwards and so forth, and coming on home. So. Um, it was uh, not uh, very. Um, it was a little disappointing, I should say, for them to see animals, hooved animals, acting in this way. It's one thing if humans do it, mm-hmm. and uh, most of the uh, demons who had entered into the bridge, commissioned by Khamsa were uh, either humans or of some other species at, the, at, the, at this time. A snake, okay, um, not a popular species. Um, and um, given their poisonous effects often, uh, putana, human like, and uh, um, baka, the bird, the heron. And so, but anyway, uh, they are now leaping and jumping and kicking up the, the uh, famous Brujraj or the uh, cow dust. We named uh, uh, Dooley Goduli hmm? when we brought her here. Um, and uh, Goduli means cow dust. Hmm? Our, one of our dogs. And at the time when we brought her here as just a little puppy, she would uh, go and nurse from the cows also drink the cow's milk from their from their teeth special special dog to be sure and beautiful name so the cow dust uh, the dust of Braj is very famous in itself Chintamani dom it's sometimes described as uh, that the riches of the dust hmm. philosophically speaking properly understood exceed the the valuable diamonds and jewels uh, and whatever really you could mine um In that regard, from this world. (coughs) Excuse me. So the cows are kicking up that dust, and this is actually the cloud of dust that the cows typically um, uh, raise. This was a special occasion, so it was particularly um, consuming, such that it blocked out the sun, who was embarrassed hmm, at the brilliance of Ram and Krishna in comparison to himself. But the dust, the cow dust hmm, is an Udipana for stimulus, uh, Udipana-vibhav for Bandhuri rasa hmm, um, given that this is the first sign hmm, within the village that by which it can be known that the, they're coming back which is the anticipated hour that everyone is, is, is waiting for. Then then comes the flute and the, and the sounds of the cowherds and kirtan and so on and so forth. So uh, this chapter begins with a, some description of that um, return and how at this point in the return, um, Krishna's poganda, Lilo, his adolescence, his boyhood, excuse me, his boyhood, Bhaganda means his boyhood, is within the context of his boyhood some of his adolescent sensibilities are starting to manifest. Um, <clears throat> and along with those adolescent sensibilities in him that are manifesting, they are manifesting in the Gopikas as well. And that uh, is called Purvarag. Hmm? Uvarag is one of four types of Vipralamba, or separation, love and separation, found in Madhurya Rasa. It's the type of separation that occurs prior to having the desired and meaningful meeting and exchange with one's uh, Beloved and getting assurance from the other side that he feels about me the way I feel about him, and so on and so forth. Um, so it's very uh, intense, and this is now manifesting in, in Krishna. This is where in the Bhagavatam this is found in a seed like form. You have to draw it out. Um, and uh, it uh, it only constitutes three verses at the end of the chapter the gopis are there they see krishna they exchange glances with him you could just read it and go on but um if you are have a sympathetic heart for that sahar like our acharjas then they can draw from the the texts of the bhagavatam and write chapters of their own so in this regard, Jiva Goswami has written an entire chapter about the Puvarag at this point in his Gopal Champu, which is a retelling of the Prakat Lila. He's retelling the Prakat Lila to the inhabitants of Braj in the Upprakat Lila. So they're in Golok, and uh, some of you are familiar with the format of Gopal Champu. They're in Golok, and two minstrels who are... uh, related to Nanda Maharaj and well known with a reputation of being able to poeticize the lives of others and to know um, about them in ways that they would not know unless they had some special power of of omniscience of sorts Hmm? and so Nanda Maharaj greeted them, bards, minstrels, just traveling and so forth uh, uh, the two of them, stingtakanta and Madhukanta, which means affectionate throat and sweet throat. Mm-hmm. So from their throats, okay, very sweet, uh, anyone would like to hear their stories told and put the music and so forth. Um, such was their reputation. And so Nanda asked them, we've heard about your reputation and your extended members of our family. Please uh, let us have an assembly while we have you here and recite about our previous lives. Hmm? And so the assembly gathers night after night after night after night, and they, uh, through this uh, device, if you will, uh, Jiva Goswami uh, retells the Prakat lila. Hmm? It's interesting to note that in the Aprakat Leela, they're relishing the Prakat Lila, which has certain features that were not present in the Aprakat Leela. Sometimes it's said that the devotees on this side, sadhana siddhas, aspire to enter into the Aprakat leela, and those in the Aprakat leela aspire to re enter into the prakat leela. So, (coughs) excuse me, this is um, the whole book, of course, is different ways that I've seen the devotees uh, think about it because. uh, Jiva Goswami is narrating, and he's adding, and subtracting, and nuancing, and changing, it would seem, details and so forth that, that aren't found in the Bhagavatam. So they think of it either as uh, he's, it's a different kalpa that he's talking about, which of course wouldn't be the case, uh, that wouldn't be accurate, this is often a device that's uh, is cited by Acharyas when there are differences in narratives, that in a different kalpa the, the lila appeared in this way, and so that's a narrative from that kalpa um, rather than this kalpa. But he's speaking about the prakat lila as it is recorded in the Bhagavatam. Um, so that uh, idea only goes so far. And then the other idea, of course, is that, that we often hear is that he just realized this all within himself and he's just telling it and it's appearing like that to him and so on. Uh, of course, the other. Um, Understanding is that that the feelings hmm, uh, uh, for the uh, what uh, uh, having rati having bhava, hmm, f- which is what makes the lila go round, then he is taking that bhava and expressing it in poetic language and employing poetic device and so on and so forth Um, and that's really what he's doing in the whole book hmm, um, and you can understanding that you see what what he's trying to do and and he's successful in it is to showcase in in this case in in Gopal Champu the different bhavas, in fact at the end of the book he says so I've showcased them you know there's Dasya, Sakya, Vatsalya, Madhurya and you're going to be affected by one of these, go with it. Hmm. It's basically um, what he says. Hmm. Uh, So he's trying to, through empowered writing, hmm, hmm, take ordinary words and poetry and saturate it with with Rati. It's not that by secular, in the secular uh, aesthetics of India, it's thought that rasa is attained through experience through poetry. But this doesn't apply in terms of bhakti rasa. Hmm? rasa. Bhakti rasa can only experience through attaining rati or bhava and then churning the bhava and so forth. Hmm? So we don't have to be experts in poetry and whatnot to taste bhakti rasa. In fact, what did Chaitanya Mahaprabhu say? I hmm? don't want or Pardon me? I don't want or First, yeah. Kabitamba. In the Shikshastika. Nadanam, Najanam, Nasunduim, Kabitamba. Kabitam means poetry. I have no interest in nadanam, Najanam, nasunduim in 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 uh in the in uh relationship, uh or in, um Uh, and followers, uh, um, wealth, uh, things of the world that are of interest to everyone. Neither, he says, or, neither, neither in poetry, which is thought within Indian aesthetics to be a means for moving beyond your Psychophysiological physiological makeup and having an experience of Brahman. Hmm? Um, this is uh, the idea of bards, for example, uh, Bard Muni, uh, not Tishastram. So, <coughs> <coughs> the idea being that you, you, you're displaced, You know, you, you're watching the drama and you're taken out of it. Out of, out of the seat, so to speak, and projected into it, and you you experience the the a peak of an emotional experience, and it's very consuming and absorbing. And as such, you get some semblance of a feeling of what it, what it's what it's like to be absorbed in. In, it's thought in yoga if you're completely absorbed with the mind in one thing, hmm, that you're going to experience uh, uh, in due course this samadhi. Hmm. The mind is moving in many directions, right? Uh, very uh, flirtatious and fickle. Uh, and so to focus the mind, this is central to yoga. So there was a possibility through drama. Focus the mind in such a way. So this was the idea, but this does not—not um, not the idea of what uh, uh, the Goswamis have in mind. Rupa Goswami had in mind, had in mind when he thought to uh, explain Gaudiya Vaishnavism, Ch- Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, by employing the poetic device and uh, <coughs> drawing from. Aesthetic theory. <clears throat> so that said, you can't get rasa from poetry. Hmm? So you could study the poetry and, and whatnot, and uh, and, and all, But no, that is not. That won't give you bhakti rasa. You have to get rati. But if one has rati and writes poetry, then that poetry is going to have a special power. That poetry is going to be overlaid with rati, and have a secondary. Kind of, (coughs) excuse me, power to afford one experience of Rati. So, this is what Jiva Goswami is doing in in the book in general. Now, the point I'm making here is that um, taking really three verses at the end of the 15th chapter of the Bhagavatam, where Krishna's returning home and there's this exchange of glances between. The Gopis and uh, and himself, um, he has then made a whole chapter out of this to explain Varag. Interestingly, I, I bring it up because um, in this section that I'm uh, going to read from tonight, I have um, uh, followed the kind of the storyline of that uh, chapter rewriting it in my own words with some of my own insights and of course bringing out um, some of his as well (laughs) and because because the chapter so far the chapters have all been corresponding with chapters in the Bhagavatam Hmm? this is not in the Bhagavatam the details, the story um, and so on and so forth (laughs) so at the I said here in a footnote that this section we're going to read from. From this point until the end of the chapter, our narrative follows Gopal Champu 115. In Purva Champu, um, chapter 15, an original chapter of Jiva Goswami that plays out the details of what is embedded in the Bhagavatam in these this couple of verses at the end of the 15th chapter. At the end of this chapter in Gopal Champu, he portrays those listening to the bard's recital, the minstrel's recital, as having lost discrimination in prime and thus left wondering. It means the inhabitants of Brudge who are in the assembly, they're listening to the bards tell the story, and Jiva Goswami concludes the chapter by depicting them as having lost their discrimination in prime and thus wondering was this a recitation? Was it a drama? Was it a real pastime of Krishna? <laughs> Someone might, a reader might wonder, is this a real pastime of Krishna? This isn't in the Bhagavatam. Hmm? Is he just making this up for uh, uh, such, a, such a question? So you know, I, he seems to have that in mind. <laughs> after he, he, he wrote it. And so my uh, rather extended explanation of such uh, such writing and its, its nature and so forth, it's real for sure. Hmm? Um, just to give another related example that comes to mind once one of my godbrothers asked if he could write a book, a novel, um, with uh, different fictional characters uh, in it to bring out different uh, philosophical points, like Jaya where there is the, um, the the two main characters, Rajanath and Vijay Kumar. Mm-hmm. And Shyamashri responded by saying that that, that that those aren't fictional characters. Whatever Bhakti Vinod writes is is, is real uh, and, and more real than. He gave a very nice kind of spiritual. Um, Explanation. But yes, you can do that if you have Rati, if you have some Bhav, and then then it will. That's a way to express that, that Bhav. I mean, what makes, uh, in one sense, uh, the Dham, let's say, what it is, is that holy people, sadhus, live there, and their Bhav is projected on things. Hmm? Krishna did this here. That's their experience. So we honor that That Bhav Krishna's in their heart. Hmm? So, it's a real pastime. So I'll read a little bit. This was indeed a glorious moment for Braj. <coughs> Excuse me. For even before the gopis a Varag and Krishna's puvarag their puvarag for one another began to manifest even before that it was a foregone conclusion that Radha and Krishna were meant for one another hmm? so this is something that's been percolating if you will in Braj, especially in the lives of the elders hmm? who are uh, attached to their children watching them grow and thinking about uh, uh, who they will marry, and, and especially in this 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 culture of Brudge arranging for a marriage and uh, um, and so on and so forth is a is a is a pretty big pastime. <laughs> um, and it's not different from our culture; we just do it a little differently. But who is going to mate with who, and what is kind of what it's all all about, right? <coughs> Excuse me. So, it's uh, it's either. Uh, under the under the ground uh, or uh, surfacing, you know, especially as, as they grow, but even before they reach adolescence and so forth, it's uh, it's a foregone conclusion that that the two Radha and Krishna are meant for one another, and for that matter, all the gopis are meant for Krishna. Hmm? Which it's worth noting is not really an advocacy of polygamy. Hmm? (laughs) But, um, moreover, a theological uh, necessity that there will be many gopis. We have in this regard to uh, uh, take note, we should take note, that the um, monogamy of Ramchandra and his ek vrata his vow to have only one wife, give all attention to one wife, is uh, is uh, is glorified throughout the scriptures. Hmm? So it would appear that that from the moral and worldly point of view, that this is more virtuous. Hmm? Ram being the example of the ideal king, and kings in particular. Um, had uh, 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 often, you know, more than one um, wife, and uh, I don't know, lots of sons and daughters and whatnot. Um, so, for a king to make a vow like this um, was—it's thought to be very virtuous and controlled, so to speak. And and a rishi like a raj who's a rishi at the same time. This is Ram. Mm-hmm. Ram Raja, the kingdom of Ram. It's like. Thought this is the, this is the perfect uh, you know society, and I think it's true. If you had Ram as your leader, everyone would be fine, even in a monarchy, <laughs> rather than a than a democracy. Many people don't know what's good. Making a vote is not as good as one person that, that knows and, and has uh, real affection for everyone. Of course, those people are hard to find, but but we we see the qualities of Ramchandra, and then we we should think yes. I would like to be in that kind of a kingdom or the kingdom of Nandamaraj, Preferably from our side, as Godeas. The coward kingdom. Very qualified, Nandamaraj Indeed, he's the middle son of five sons. And typically, the eldest son is the one who becomes the um, heir to the throne, if you will, the throne of the cowards. <laughs> and so Upananda, the elder brother, was given the crown by... Um, their father, um, Parjanya, um, and his first act as the king of the cowards was to take the crown from himself and bestow it on Nanda, and everybody, the middle son, was very satisfied and pleased with that. So this just give us some idea what the qualities of Nanda Maharaj are. We should develop some attachment for him at live in his kingdom, hmm? and rather than... Uh, be champions uh, of the modern uh, democracy, uh, whether it be social or capitalistic, or these are all just relative solutions to problems that um, they have their place and so forth. Some may be better than others, but we are trying to go to another realm altogether. So it won't hurt us if we don't know who got uh, elected. Hmm. if if we have to find out if if it turns out to be a Kamsa then we'll know about it I mean they've got kind of a Kamsa guy now so everybody knows about it at least in in my country Um, a a person who has not good regardless of whatever his uh, policies are good character that's that's, um, undeniable and and leaders should have good character that's why I left the Catholic Church, because as a young boy in high school, I found that the Jesuit priests, they didn't have the character that I would expect, because I thought I should be a priest when I understood religion, but they had didn't have good character, so it was a real letdown for me, um, hmm. not to say that some don't, but I they mean, you was know, just my youthful experience and part of my uh, journey towards the Lotus Feet. To, uh, who just had such a good character, I thought, mm-hmm. ideal, and he stressed that point. Mm-hmm. So, at any rate, Ram, ideal character, and his ache Putney brought uh, his vow to have only one wife is glorified. So, we can see that um, uh, the question may arise mm-hmm. uh, because these are hard things, Christian leaders a little difficult to understand. Um, some background is, is, is really required for such readings and, and discussions. That it's not for the, you can understand, it's not for the first person at the yoga center where you went yesterday and did kirtan to tell him about Radha and Krishna's affairs and Krishna running off with so many gopis and, and so on. So it, it, it does have to be um, um, distributed intelligently and in doses and so forth which we find this in Chaitanya Mahaprabhu who uh, was a public figure and doing kirtan and preaching about Vedanta to Sarvabhoma and Prakashananda for example um, and uh, (coughs) converting others and uh, and doing uh, kirtan and eventually that drew him the power of that that Sankirtan drew him within to the point where he couldn't be a public figure any longer. And then he was absorbed in this inner life of the Lila, and assisted by Ramananda, by Swarup Damada, who were members of that realm themselves, attendants of, of Radha, and would cite different verses to augment his moods, understanding them and so forth. So this is just not for everybody at the start. For everybody at the end, in due course. So, <coughs> still a little something. Once Prabhupada was asked that you have said many times that we should read and study the first nine cantos before the tenth canto, but you've given the Krishna Book, which is a book that he wrote, uh, retelling the the Leela, the Bhagavatam Leela of the tenth canto. So, how do we understand that contradiction? And Prabhupada said, um, I've given a little, a little taste just to just to get them involved. The taste of Krishna but was just a taste. And it is just a taste, really, Dude, It's not he's not drawing out very many uh, Russic points and so forth here. He's telling the basic story of Krishna, which is very sweet, very chaste to the Bhagavatam narrative. Of course he uses his own language and retelling and so forth. Years ago, when I by force of circumstances felt that in the would be in the best uh, interest of serving Prabhupada for me to separate from the uh, ISKCON uh, group, sect, corporation, Um, I began writing um, and uh, one member of that organization um, commented that that, that it had a a Russic edge to it that was... Not uh, Prabhupada-esque, hmm? and there's some truth to that, but um, <coughs> it's not a bad thing, as he was, uh, which was his conclusion. Um, I had been very much involved in wide-scale dissemination of the teachings circulating Prabhupada's books, and, and so forth and so on. And uh, um, and um, after his departure and I came under the good guidance of Pujapad uh, Sridhar Goswami. Goswami, then um, many of my godbrothers and, and god sisters were um, confused. Confused because of the lack of something that they had that they felt would resolve all contradictions, and that was the, the example of, of, of a sadhu, in this case Prabhupada, present in their lives. So if he was here, however he wanted it, they thought that, that that would be fine. But in his absence, then how he might have wanted it became a you know question in so many minds, and and everyone wasn't feeling as nourished and some were leaving mm, um, after years of being involved in very much pain to heart of Pujapachita Marsh so this was the climate in which I came under his his, his shelter so he asked me personally to do relief work mm, this was his concern to uh, minister to uh, devotees mm, rather than to minister to non-devotees with a view to make them devotees. That said, I mean, I was engaged in wide-scale uh, dissemination of Godia, Vaishnavism, through the circulation of Prophet's books, but just to say something, if I may, about myself, I was very much preoccupied with, with reading the books and hearing and chanting, and when there was no distribution of them going on whether it was a day that we didn't go on book distribution or whether it was in the van going out to the airport or coming back I was always reading uh, the books and often reading them out loud to other devotees Um, and uh, so I didn't that much interact with new people new, new devotees who joined and trained them and uh, teach them etiquette and things like that. I had my own sadhana uh, that I would absorb myself in, and the inspiration from that I would take, uh, and and with that, do what I understood that Prabhupada wanted at the time. and I, I had some um, uh, success in it, distributing his books, but you know, you give the person a book, and then he's going to read it, she's going to read it, become interested, come back, ask questions, so somebody else would answer all those. Those types of questions and so forth. Not that I didn't uh, sometimes answer them in the course of talking to somebody and so on, but I was a little removed mm-hmm. um, from the new new persons. And amongst devotees, those who wanted to associate with me closely, they had to be at a certain standard, mm-hmm. because what I was doing was very um, it was a it was a very yogic, you know, a, a, a approach to uh, to the task of circulating books. Some people used to say he used to be a used car salesman before he joined. that's why he could sell a book. But I had no job at all before I joined. Uh, um, But I very much felt that to be successful in that one would have to be, it would have to be spiritual. So it was rather largely an overflow of my own spiritual um, enthusiasm. On Thakur, about the Bhagavatam being a vibhuti, and the vibhutis in the tenth chapter of the Gita are mentioned, and uh, that it's of a spiritual, entirely spiritual nature and should be distributed widely. This is the work of Nard, I think the quote said. So there's another place in Bhagavatam where Chapati Thakur says that the Bhagavatam is like a Vikuntha like planet in the world. These ideas were very uh, engaging for me and exciting. Mm-hmm. And I was. Largely living in the text, I always loved the Bhagavatam more than the Gita, for example. Um, and uh, um, later, of course, Chaitanya Charitamrita came out. But <coughs> excuse me, but um, and that was a sweet. Of course, one of the devotees once asked Prabhupada on the walk that, Prabhupada, I think that we should start a business selling Bengali sweets. It would be popular in America, and we can fund the mission. And Prabhupada said, that boy, Tripparari, he is selling the Bengali sweets. Jaitan <laughs> Kacharitamrita. That was the end of the discussion. So, uh, sweet book. But um, I, th- th- I was not very social, I to say it frankly. Uh, and uh, uh, I, I kept to myself, read and chanted and went out. And I, I, I also kind of insulated myself from many things that were going on. In the mission that were um, less than uh, uh, desirable or what you might expect, which is a given that such things will happen. But I was always shocked to find out about them. At any rate, I wasn't—I had my own faults and so forth, no, no doubt. Um, but um, <coughs> what was the point? So, um, let me get back then. Text here. Um, yeah, I know we're talking about that, but um, anyway, to enter the family of non maybe that's where it was. Uh, we, we 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 want that, uh, and enter into his kingdom reside there Um, it's um, another worldly uh, perspective Um, uh, yes Um, and I was saying that someone had complained that my writing had a slight like, russic edge and that was not representative of Prabhupada, but the Shrita Marsh had also had, had, had told me, hmm, asked me to do relief work for the devotees. So that means that if you were going to do that, I was comparing that to my previous orientation of, which, which was Iskand's orientation. Iskand's orientation was not to boil the milk, to use Prabhupada's adage, uh, he adage hey, if you boil the milk it becomes thicker and thicker and thicker right so sometimes he said we should boil the milk we have enough devotees I think he said it in 1975 and wrote it to, wrote it to everybody we now have enough devotees we should just boil the milk hmm? so he had that aside to him hmm? which was We've got a big group now let's just go internal and and, and enter the hmm. Um but um, course the other side of for wide dissemination and was successful in that. And the boiling of the milk never became he did mention it a couple of times, but it wasn't really followed up on. And there was this prospect in his presence, which was ex- extraordinary, of you know, this could become like well, famous, this 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 obscure as it was, from a worldly point of view, teaching of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, known all over the world and was supposed to be, and, and so on and so forth. Even politicians were writing about Prabhupada and considering him this uh, Krishna consciousness to be dangerous perhaps, taking uh, having such an effect and so forth. Um, so <coughs> given that, there was much of a preoccupation on dissemination, 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 and although I was involved in the dissemination, as I'm explaining, it was kind of an, for me, it was kind of a extension of my boiling the milk. In fact, when Prabhupada was first notified by my god-brother Ramaswar, liked to write to Prabhupada about dissemination, and sometimes he would write about me because I was instrumental, we were friends, so he first wrote to Prabhupada that this boy, Tripurari, Das has sold this many books, never been that many books sold before, or something like that. So Prabhupada was back and said it very nice that Tripari Doss is selling so many books and this is a wonderful thing. And then he put a little asterisk there in his own handwriting he wrote down below, asterisk, make sure that he's reading the books too. So I really didn't need to be told, but I mean I was there indirectly. And so um, I, was, uh, I, was, I was known for that. And so even in my dissemination, if you will, wide scale, I had, <clears throat> a, um, I had a kind of a boiling of the milk approach to the dissemination. So when Tutor much asked me to minister to the devotees and do relief work, hmm, then I felt that I had to uh, uh, go deeper into the texts and bring them out what uh, uh, is in the teaching there that would would be nourishing to them to help them to come to another level of understanding of what, for example, is in the Krishna book. Hmm? I gave the example the other day how people, adults are turning the Krishna book stories or the Bhagavatam stories into cartoons and into animation and so forth. To, for kids, so that they can take the kids and put them in front of the computer and go do something else. Hmm? And that's um, not a bad thing to do, but if there's something else that doesn't have much to do with, with the with stories themselves, then it, it certainly uh, they haven't been very well understood. These are adults-only stories. <laughs> Actually, this is triple X uh, uh, stories, but they can be told in a, in a way to to, to children, which is um, has has some some value, obviously. But um, in doing that, as I, I say, should not be at the cost of of entering into the, the secrets of the the feelings of the text which is what the Bhagavatam is is the feelings of the Leelas what differentiates it from the other Puranas that also tell story, like Vishnu Purana, um, <coughs> other Puranas also Arivams and so forth relate them, the Leelas of Krishna but here in Bhagavatam they're related it's a it's a it's a It's for Babukas. Hmm. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was was called a Babuka by Prakashananda Saraswati, a sentimentalist. Hmm? It's for people who are sentimental, who have feeling. But this means feeling for Krishna, Leela, this kind of feeling, transcendental feeling, Rati, Bhava. It's for those types of people. They will understand the book. Hmm? It's the Paramahamsa Mahar, the Bhagavatam begins by telling us this Nirmat Saranam hmm? So there must be something very deep in there if this is what the Paramahamsas are listening to. This is what drew Sugadev out of himself. He was Atmaram. Completely contained and absorbed within the self. Hmm? How much is there just in the self, the Atma, more than the whole world, more rama, more pleasure? <coughs> Excuse me, it can be found in the whole world if you could take it all together and put it in one big syringe and inject yourself. Hmm? It, would, it would pale in comparison to just the the, the Ananda. The Ram, the Ananda, Atmananda, Atmaran. So he was completely contained and and satisfied within the world in himself, but he was brought out of himself, so to speak, Hmm? or to a potential of the self that had an appearance like worldliness Hmm? in the form of Krishna Leela, having heard those verses from the Bhagavatam. And so he took the time study the Gita, which is a question, why did not Marama is studying a book? Sometimes when I used to sell a book, some people would say to me, uh, it's not in a book. Truth is not in a book. It's beyond a book. I would say that's true. I would say that's such a person. Yes, the truth is, is beyond a book, but at least you've got to, first got to get to the book before you get beyond the book. Hmm? So the Gita does teach us that the truth is beyond the book. but. That's not the only verse in there, (laughs) so to speak. So first study the book, then talk about going beyond the book. Hmm? Because the book is coming from beyond itself, as I'm explaining, from the hearts of great devotees, and they're taking the time to share that with us. Should we ignore that in the name of going beyond the book? Hardly, right? Uh, So... So Sukade was <coughs> Atmaram, but he came out of himself, so to speak, and then became acquainted with the prospect of the self when in connection with bhakti. The self can't be transformed, the Gita says, it's not subject to transformation that doesn't mean that bhakti is inherent in the jiva it means that the jiva is not subject to the transformations that matter are subject to which include death and rebirth and so on and and everything in between but and matter is objective and the self is subjective now we go to bhakti we come to the super subjective realm so we can integrate with that realm Hmm? We are a unit, an atomic unit of Satchitananda, so we can, we can connect with S- Sandini, Sambit, Ladini, which I sometimes explain to be like Satchitananda on, on steroids. Hmm? Uh, so he came in touch with that, hmm? so this is, this is not just for kids the Bhagavatam, right? This Sukadev. This is, he, he, uh, and kids children were surrounding him, throwing things at him and making fun of him. Hmm? When he arrived naked on the scene at the at the at the bank of the Ganga, where the Raj, the Emperor, had come to deal with the pertinent issues. Hmm? What is what to do at the time of death, what is death about, how to make your life successful, learn the art of dying. Hmm? Hmm. And, and, and everyone stood up. And Sukadev took the seats and so forth. So these points are made hmm. in the Bhagavad itself and we should take note of that, but what must must be there what's the so so yes Prabhupada he, when he wrote the Krishna book it wasn't particularly russic uh, in, in, in some senses obviously it was and not that he didn't have bhakti rasa he did but he was as he put it giving out a little taste if, to, to attract people in the beginning mm-hmm. first a little taste and then then come in and so, the, so what that taste is that that's the ultimately the full meal but you need to be healthy again in order to, to digest it and, and then live and be on it and be nourished by it alone hmm? and have your life driven by that, by such feelings and so forth so this is where we want to go, there's a, there's a place for that so uh, when Sridhar Marsh asked me do relief work yeah, we've gone a little bit in that um, uh, direction to help um, the devotees. And yes, if if we are progressing, then it it should have a little russic edge, if not more, and and we should hope to be able to bring other devotees um, within that. That's what the books are for. So, (coughs) with regard to that, then... Um, the fact that Krishna is falling in love with Radha Radha is falling in love with him but also all the gopis are falling in love with Krishna um, I could just see an ordinary person in modern society thinking that this is a very sexist perspective and polygamous and polygamy is illegal and this is what they're trying to you know, teach and so on and so forth. So it's worth making the point that uh, that again, Ram's virtuous monogamy is is extolled, and Krishna's many gopis are really a theological necessity, and they constitute really just one one gopi, and that means that they are all extensions of Radha in order that uh, Radha and Krishna may relish uh, Rasa in all of its nuances and so forth. So there needs to be some manifestation of Radha who is, uh, who is uh, an opposing um, uh, well, an- another lover whom she can become jealous of with cause or without cause. Hmm? That mana man which is jealous anger something like that. Hmm? What is the Ujjwal Nilmani say? He's talking about man. It says Love, in this case, mom, is this, this feature of it moves like a snake in a crooked way. Hmm? So, looks like she's mad at Krishna, but this is a form of love, and Krishna's relishing that. Hmm? Hmm? If you love someone and you know there's no one that compares with her, but she, it from a male point of view at least, and she thinks that. Uh, maybe you like someone else, and then then she's upset because she likes you exclusively, and, and, and like that, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. So uh, this is a, a feature of romantic love, and Krishna's relishing it in relation to Radha. But wouldn't if there wasn't, for example, a Chandravalli, mm-hmm. and the intrigues so of the leelas, so all these gopis are really. Uh, manifestations of uh, of Radha. In one sense there's only one thing going on in Braja and that is the love of Radha and Krishna and even the other Rasas are all participating in that. Hmm? Now that may sound like oh well that's the real thing Radha and Krishna's love I should be involved in that. All the Rasas are involved in that. Hmm? You can't be Radha. Yes you could become a handmaiden of Radha. That's about as close as you could Get to becoming a Radha, so to speak. But um, when we make a theological point like this, it's not to minimize any other rasa, it's actually to maximize them and say that without them, without the Vatsali rasa, without the hm, it cannot take place. Hmm? Yeah, so it's one composite. And what part will we play? Hmm? That's up to Radha. Hmm? Who distributes Bhakti? It's not Krishna. Some people say, Krishna is omniscient, he he knows your rasa, he chooses it ahead of time. No, that would make him partial. Hmm? Bhakti, independent of Krishna, if you can conceive of that, Hmm? she has the power to overwhelm Krishna. He's swarat, he's independent but he's dependent upon his devotees. That's another thing, right? So Bhakti, independent of Krishna, distributes herself. Radha is the, is, is Bhakti Devi. As she chooses, manifests in the heart of the devotee and distributes herself and so different types of Bhakti, hmm, manifest in sadhakas. So that's another thing. Don't be too preoccupied with free will. Hmm? we do Rob's will, how's that? Then we'll be free from following the mandates of our mind and, uh, uh, and, and, and senses. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when we find out, oh, this is how it's come to me, this is what's happening. Mm-hmm. Radha wants me to serve it this way. It's a nice example. I, I decided the other day how um, Gopakumar, as Sarup, having in his form in, uh, in Golok, and he was told by Radha, right, go and bring that Janasharma, that mature Brahman, teach him, bring him here, I want him to be my servant, in the form of a Priyanarmasakha. Hmm? So people like to say, well, love, you have to choose it. Yeah, you have to choose, but if you don't have the opportunity to choose, then it's another thing. This is an important point, of course, we bring it up from time to time, that bhakti is not inherent, it's a gift. Um, There is a statement of Rupa Goswami that should be explained in this regard where where he says that the rasa that one develops is dependent upon the the receptacle. Hmm? It's another way in which he talks about it. But that receptacle is a receptacle that has been made receptive Hmm? to bhakti through association, bhakti samskaras and so forth. Jiva Goswami cites an example that was similar. that These two examples should be understood properly because they've been used at times to teach um, the idea that bhakti is inherent or uh, that praying is inherent, which would mean that they are sakya souls or vatsalya rasa souls. I used to like to say it like that because it seems so ridiculous. No one's been taught that, right? I never read that anyway. Uh, but the example of Jiva Goswami in uh, Treatise on dharva is uh, the during the certain nakshatra or stellar influence, if the rain falls, I believe he says, on the on the oyster will produce pearl. If it falls here, will produce another thing, and so on and so forth. So again, that is an example in which uh, the type of bhakti, the taste, the rati that one develops is dependent upon the receptacle but it's a it's a foregone conclusion if you study carefully the receptacle is something that has been influenced by bhakti to begin with for example to cite a more clear verse in this regard Jiva Goswami says that the reason Rupa Goswami says the reason that one chooses one uh, again is it your choice? yeah, one chooses one over another if, following my conclusion, Madhurya Rasa offers the greatest intimacy, why doesn't everyone choose it? He says. So it must be your choice, right? Which depended upon the receptacle. He says the reason that everyone doesn't choose that is because of vasanas vasanas are a concentration of samskaras which are a concentration of vrittis so impressions like impressions enough of them on the mind form tendencies some scars and when the samskaras reach a certain point they are expressed as desires vasanas hmm? so we are all have vasanas material desires so is the bhakti that we choose hmm, Arising out of our material desires and identity? No. Therefore, the commentators have given an example. <coughs> the vasanas that he's talking about are spiritual, or the samskars are spiritual. They're bhakti samskars. Because what is the beginning of bhakti? What happens in the beginning of bhakti before all these wonderful feelings come? Hmm? So Sangha, but yes, but what 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 starts to happen to you inside before you start feeling Pava? Hmm. You get faith, and then you associate. But what happens when you practice? So well, that's the Yoga Sutra. What does Mahaprabhu say? Chetodharpana marjana. that the vasanas, the samskaras on the chitta. Are cleansed. That means all of it, you cleanse out the material, some scars and tendencies. Hmm? That's why Sugadev, who didn't have any of those, was, or, as soon as he heard the Bhagavatam, he lit up. Hmm? And see how he, he retold he it with such feeling, and emotion, and what he attained. Hmm? But if they have material desires and. Uh, uh, built up for, since time without beginning, then bhakti has some work to do, right? First, get rid of the material samskaras. We want bhakti samskaras that are inherent in the paradigmatic figures of the lila. And those feelings that they represent, like Suval representing the sakya or valita, pishaka, nanda, jasoda. This, these feelings come through the Guru Parampara to us. Right? Those are Anadi Sita Sum scars. They have no beginning. Hmm? And where do they meet us? With our material Sum scars. They meet us. And what do they do? They cleanse away the material Sum scars. And in the context of that, they 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 uh, place themselves within us. And then that receptacle. Hmm? Will determine the kind of bhakti, and those vasanas hmm, arising out of bhakti uh, association with hmm, devotees—that is the seed then for our for um, rati. So again, so much for the for the free will. Don't get too excited about some of these ideas don't get too excited about democracy or socialism or capitalism or republican or conservative or don't get too excited about these things this is something much more exciting the kingdom of Nandamaranj and the feelings there the people there get to know them right Hmm? and 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 theologically okay it's important to have some theological understanding Hmm? and we do emphasize that, but um, that will also recede to the background. Now it needs to be a little bit in the foreground, but it will recede to the background. Hmm. In other words, what's really going on in Braj theologically, hmm, is not something that the gopis and gopas are preoccupied with. Mm? Poor Namasi is their Sikhsha guru. She wants to tell a story. There's no problem. Don't worry. You're not going to have to marry anybody else. Give some philosophy, but it doesn't, you know, stick too much, right? Mm? Because it's just suppressed in the background, in the bhavism, on the surface so so here um, krishna and radha falling in love with one another and this is a it's a foregone conclusion as they said everybody in braj feels that krishna and every father and every mother feels of, a, of every daughter my daughter is perfect for krishna and amongst them radha is the most perfect hmm? so everyone they should all marry marry krishna for radha alone corresponds with the measure of her mahabha for Rasaraj, okay, for Radha, excuse me, no other boy would do. For Rasaraj, Radha alone corresponds in the measure of her Mahabhav with the perfection of love's all attractive object, the sacred texts referred to as Krishna. Say it, Krishna, Krishna. And with the onset of her puberty, it was now time for their parents to plan and announce their engagement already written in the stars. However, that is not all that the stars had to say on the topic. Yes, they were a perfect match, but Krishna, it would seem, also had a destined date with Dharma that would make marriage in brunch implausible for him. Ah... Oh now you can imagine this. try to feel what what the brud everybody in the brudge knowingly or unknowingly without having thought about it hmm, everybody is living and existing for the union of Radha and Krishna but to what extent they're theologically and practically aware of that or not even Jatila the, 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 the mother-in-law of so-called mother-in-law of Radha and so forth that seems to be against the she has intense love for Radha and Krishna yeah, so knowingly or or unknowingly uh, it, <coughs> so to speak and what a wonderful thing now that they're starting to mature it should be arranged and formalized, that they'll be betrothed um, um, and that, that, that'll be settled, issue will be settled. This is an unsettling issue for every parent, right, who she's going to go out, she wants to go out, I'd like to go out on a date, you know, who's a guy, you know, I don't know what it's like now, but <laughs> who's that guy, and how late are you going to stay, how late, where were you tonight, And uh, this is a concern for every parent, so grudge people, they want to settle the issue early, and um, marry everybody, all the girls to Krishna.. Hmm? So um, so it was already known that Krishna was destined to kill kamsa even before receiving the sacred thread, a prerequisite for marriage. At least by Nanda's priest, family priest, Jotish, Gargarishi. At least he knew this. And with the killing of Kamsa, Krishna would be saddled further by with establishing dharma in the world for many years to come. Here we find again this. It just comes up again and again and again. This contrast between bhakti and varnashram, bhakti and dharma. So it just comes up again and again. that the small g good isn't good enough. It has to be transcended Um, and the capital G good has to be attained and it's so good that it can make something that looks from the small g perspective bad, good. That's how good it is. And how good is the small g good? It's never good enough. It just cannot do it. It cannot satisfy everyone. There will always be, uh, you think this is right, he thinks that's right. To one extent or another, it's going to be, you know, everyone can agree that something's wrong, except the person that likes to do that. <laughs> right? He's got his reasons why it's okay. So, the small g good is never, never, never enough the capital G good is so good that even if it plays itself out in a way that looks like a small g bad it's good this is of course the, this is the Parakya example right so Krishna's going apparently go for the call of Dharma in other forms as Mathura, Mathura and Dwarka. It's, it's, it's not entirely a Varnashram because he's got devotees there who he's going for principally. But he is then in Mathura and in Dwarka. While well, he's primarily there for his devotees, he's also establishing Dharma and uh, teaching that and so on and so forth. Whereas in brudge, he appears to be doing the opposite and going against the Varnashram. So, thus, all-knowing Gargacharya, who had previously presided over the Namkaran of Ram, and Krishna, the name-giving ceremony, and informed Nanda that Narayan would do wonderful things to Krishna, reappeared in Braj, making his way to Purnamasi's Bhajan Kutir along the banks of the Jamuna. So, Purnamasi had come to reside in Braj, a mystic lady. She brought her um, <coughs> associate, young Brahman, Madhu Mangal, who has not met Krishna yet. And Gargamuni, Gargarishi, he's going, he sees there's a problem. Everybody in the is now gonna to, planning to make arrangements to marry their daughters to Krishna, but uh-huh. there's a big problem. He's not gonna be here. Um, so go to Purnamasi and explain the situation to her as his thought. His task to inform her that in consideration of finer details of Krishna's natal astrological chart, Radha and Krishna should not be betrothed." Now you just have to imagine how such words would play out in the ears of everyone in Braj, especially the elders, the gopis themselves, when it filters down to them, Krishna, when it filters down to him, Krishna's friends, We'll see how it affects Krishna. Mm. Unthinkable, absolutely unthinkable. And Nanda Maharaj is going to be approached by every father and mother and brudge. Mm. How can this be? And somehow or other, he has to. Well, it's in the chart. Garga has said what what to do. This is a huge. Probably but we see there's a silver lining to it, right? Mm. So there's the parakya. So about, uh, so uh, his task to inform her, Purnamasi, that in consideration of the finer details of Krishna's uh, astrological chart, Radha and Krishna should not be betrothed, about which Purnamasi surmised, Mm. she's quite a theologian, that while Krishna himself had a worldwide destiny, Radha was village bound in nature and would, fl- would not flourish anywhere else. For that matter, even Krishna would only be partially present elsewhere in pursuit of Dharma because he is controlled by Radha's love. Thus, despite the fact that marriage in Brudge at this time was not possible, Krishna would be theologically more present in Radha's love for him in Brudge than he was anywhere else, even in his physical presence elsewhere. However, This esoteric truth was not something simple village girls could be preoccupied with. Hmm? Nor had this truth been revealed to them while on the ground the unpalatable talk of the need to marry Radha and her friends to someone other than Krishna gradually sunk into the minds of the elders, and arrangements along these lines were initiated. And Brenda Davy had a heart attack. So she managed to go to meet Purnamasi and say, how can this possibly be? Then she would be educated and assured. But well, we'll have to go on. But this is as far as we we'll go tonight. Rajalila ki jai. Gaur Nitananda ki jai. Shishidaoji Gopala ki jai. Bhakti Vrinda ki so you sleep on that, what to do?